Welcome to episode 138 of Telepractice Today with Kim Dutro-Allen and Dr. Todd Houston. Hey, welcome back to another episode. Um, My resource I've been using all week, which I probably have mentioned a lot of times, but he has a couple of new ones, so I'll still mention it, is David Sindri with Troll in a Bowl and Mm -hmm. all of the um, activities he has on Boom Cards. So my tips are to make sure that you follow him on Facebook because he often will put things out either for free or at a discount when he first releases them. My other tip is to, if he has something that says growing bundle and buy a growing bundle of something, buy it (laughs) because Mm. he adds to it all the time. So he has one that is reinforcers, which a lot of his activities, like he has it for every speech sound or things like that. But he also has the reinforcer bundle, which takes all of the games that he does for all the speech sounds and puts it where it's just like has number cards under it. So all of his games are kind of the basis of there's cards that you have to do something to pick that card, whether it's say the word that's on it or do something else and just pick the number. And then there's some game piece underneath it that goes with the game. So there's like huge variety. Anything that your kids are interested in, you'll probably find it. We did a unicorn game last week because I had a very tough student who came in wearing a unicorn shirt. So I was like, that's what we're doing. We're playing David's injuries unicorn game. So those are my tips with that. And then he just started doing ones that are more vocabulary based. So there's a couple of vocabulary games and then it has this huge list of different categories of vocabulary words. And so then there's a picture on the card and they have to like say the vocabulary word to be able to move the game pieces. So he's just starting to build that one. And that's been a new one that I've really liked too, is that those vocabulary ones. He's he's just crazy talented and remarkable to right have so much going on and still produce all this material. Right. Constantly. And I am like, yeah, yeah. I'm like an OG David Sentry <laughs> fan because I remember You're... back when he did the listening room, I would print it out mm-hmm. every week and make sure I, I had that. everything downloaded and would cut it out and laminate it and Boom cards are much better than doing all of that, but Very I'm true. so glad he's still creating. Still, so I'm I'm gonna reach out to him see if we can't get him back on and give maybe he can come back on and talk to us about what he's doing now and and what yeah. he's working on and, and how do boom that. cards changed his life. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Green screens and boom cards. Yep, and yep. and he didn't really know about boom cards until hmm. He went to a certain training with mm-hmm. a certain someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And heard about boom cards. Yeah, um, all so to you, Todd. He, he needs a cut. We need a cut. He needs yeah. to give us a cut is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. Just 1% of everything he sells. I know. But with I with with how much he works on everything, I'm sure it's like we're definitely, he's paying us to use these resources with the amount of work that he puts into them. Uh, very true. Very true. Yeah. He's He yeah. is remarkable. I'll reach out to him. I'll, write, I'll make another note. I'm making all kinds of notes tonight. I'll make another note to call or reach out to Dave and see if we can't get him back on yeah. next few weeks. Well, on the show on the ep- this episode we have 
Kilanda Wheeler. And Kilanda um, is a friend of Stacy Pfaff, who we had on last week. And Kilanda is an SLP doing telepractice, but she's also a children's book author. And I'm excited to talk to her. Hi, are you creative? Do you want to give a webinar or teach a course? Maybe you're a writer. Do you want to create a blog? Maybe you have an idea for a podcast. Whatever your passion is, we at 3C Digital Media Network want you to be a content creator so we can bring your ideas to life. So, to get started, visit our website at 3cdigitalmedianetwork.com and sign up to be a content creator. We look forward to seeing your passions come to life on our platform. Kilanda, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Can you take a minute and introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Kilanda Wheeler. I am a speech language pathologist. I'm a wife, a mom, and I have been in the field almost 10 years now um, and currently in a leadership role, um, coaching and mentoring and managing other providers. That's awesome. And you're based in Louisiana, you were mentioning earlier. Yes, from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, born and raised. Awesome. A Southern girl. So <laughs> so, so am I. Not a Southern girl, but I was raised in the South. Yes. <laughs> and so you, how did you discover speech language pathology? So I was in college for um, biology pre-med and was just doing what everyone tells you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came upon the self-determination to decide where I really could see myself um, being able to um, land in the professional world. And I took a career quiz online and language pathologist was one of the results. And I was like, hmm, what is this? And then when I read the description, it was like things that I had done my entire life, probably about to be in serious trouble with my mom, (laughs) correcting her (laughs) pronunciation of things and so forth. Um, And then I just set on a path from there, which um, required me to transfer um, from the university that I was um, currently enrolled so that I could go ahead and begin the program that I knew I was meant to to do. That's awesome. Well, I, you know, um, it's always fascinating how people discover speech language pathology. You know, it's yes, it's always a roundabout way or or some online quiz or some right. rec, you know <laughs> recommendation. Yeah, I was gonna say we need to find figure out what quiz that was because I feel like all the ones that I took in high school and stuff that that was never something that was even an option. So we need to make sure they put that on there more often. <laughs> right. It it was. I mean, it was a list with some familiar things, and I don't even recall, you know, what it was, mm. but um, it was just meant to be, you know. Yeah. I took that military one, but suppose that you know, see if you're. <laughs> If you're ready to go into the, I'll forget the name of it. And then for that, for like five years later, after I, I didn't go into the military, I certainly respect people who do, uh, but I chose not to go to the military. And my mother would get these calls all the time about, you know, has he decided where he's going and can he come talk to us? Anyway, uh, <laughs> so they, she got kind of perturbed. So how, so 
uh, have you been mostly pediatric your life in, in terms of uh, your focus? Yes, 100 percent. I started out my CF was school based position. um, And even in, you know, the externship opportunities um, in clinic, uh, it's always felt like home to me. I kind of felt like if I'm one of those people that's going to be peeking over, um, you know, the back of the booth at at a restaurant, entertaining the little one who can't stop, Mm -hmm. you know, turning around, then I might as well do that for a living. Um, and I wanted it to be something that I felt like, okay, if I'm 99 and I have to keep working, mm-hmm. what's something that I feel like I would still enjoy and would still be rewarding and impactful for um, the world? And so um, it just drew me in to being able to um, start with the, the youngest of learners um, and the earliest of communicators in that way. That's awesome. And so how did, how did telepractice factor into your your professional endeavors if i can be like 100 percent transparent sure i was like let me just see if this is real right <laughs> so um i had <laughs> Um, because, you know, this is before it's, it was, you know, mandatory for everyone to at least try it for a year, you know, right. um, or so. And um, I remember seeing the position um, listed and it said, you know, you could work from home and um, there were students across my state at the time. And I said, OK. And then I actually talked to my husband about it and he said, well, apply for it. And then if something happens, we'll see if it's real people or not, you know? (laughs) And so I applied. I I never heard anything back for maybe six months or so Mm. um, for the part-time role um, that I applied for. And um, my sweet, sweet colleague, um, Pam, she eventually called me back and said that she had hung on to my resume um, for all those months. <laughs> and um, they finally had something for me to be able to try it out because I, you know, was inexperienced with it. I was still a young clinician with um, maybe two years under my belt. And so I'm just always grateful that I took a chance on telepractice, but it also took a chance on me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, And you never looked back since, right? Never. I mean, there were times when I like, you know, dipped my toes in um, back face to face. And um, even in my current role, I do support SLPs that are um, on site, you know, boots on Mm -hmm. the ground in the school Mm -hmm. buildings. Um, But it's one of those things that like, if it's a fit for you, and your brain starts thinking of all of these creative ways to really make learning um, come alive um, from a screen, then you just, I don't know, it just changes you, you know, Mm -hmm. and you find your fit. And, um, you know, I had colleagues who were just kind of like, what, how, what do you, you know, what do you do? (laughs) Um, And then those were the same ones who were like, okay, now I have to do it. So what's the, you know, what's the tips and tricks that you have? Um, And the biggest thing is just to remember, it's still therapy. You are Mm -hmm. still the clinician that you are with the experiences that you have um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, the competencies that you have. And so, 
just finding a way to engage with your clients or students um, or patients um, and make them feel like you, you know, respect them, they can trust you, um, and you see them as a whole person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the insight that I was able to get into people's families, I mean, pets, all the things. <laughs> um, one of my families had a pet pig. Oh, and my goodness. It was just the most adorable thing that I would have never known um, mm-hmm. had it not right. been or the experience of teletherapy with them. So, you know, unforgettable situations still happen. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. And and Kim, you saw a couple of those things during COVID when you're connecting to homes, right? Yep, yep. Lot, lots of kids, uh, boys, luckily, but kids that had only gotten half-dressed, a lot of them. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> like hanging yes. out under a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, most of mine, they're in the school, so I don't see as much of that, you know, kind of stuff. But yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, So when you were doing, you know, everyday teletherapy, did you have any go-tos as far as materials, activities, tips, hacks? Hmm. I love to read with students. And I think, like, since... um the early days, I guess you could call it, things have continued to elevate, you know, but Mm -hmm. initially, I love to use uh, read works, um, and be able to grab um, stories from there that we could read together, we could highlight, you know, words, um, and be able to really give them something practical and the skills that they would be able to apply. Um, Particularly my experience, all of the students were um, enrolled in virtual school full time. So that meant that um, my therapy sessions were incorporated into their day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it was really important to, you know, pull in whatever adult was home, whether that was a learning coach or parents, grandparents. And I was able to let them know, you know, really quickly what we were working on, what the progress looked like, and um, incorporating that home practice right into everything right. Um, was something that I just... Um, incorporated early on. And I think it it still applies um, now. And I think um, being able to have, you know, video, when we first started out, you couldn't share the audio and the video. And now, you know, with that development, it takes it to the next level of being able to have, you know, those read-alongs with literacy um, incorporated into whatever therapy um, that I'm doing. So. Yeah, I love that. And it's, it's the best, like, low prep. I wouldn't say it's no prep because you still got to know, like, what book you're going to pick. Do that yeah. thoughtfully, what vocabulary words are in there. But it's not like you have to go out and make and find a lot of stuff. You just, yeah, I got to have the YouTube video, the book, whatever. And then you're good to go. I love that. And I tried to have choices along the same theme so that I could plan. Right. But it appeared as though they were selecting um, from some options that I just strategically, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. offered to them. Um, I like and, that. Yeah. So that was kind of like the way, like you said, you can keep things low prep, give them, uh, you know, a couple choices, choices and have them make the decisions yeah, <laughs> quote yeah. unquote, of yeah. what you actually read together. 
Yeah. And I also like what you talked about with incorporating whoever was at home, too, because especially if they're doing some kind of virtual learning all the time, that's always the person who's there to help them with that learning. So if they know the same strategies that you know, then that carries over even better than it would like in a in a school situation, I think. Yes, and I think that's the silver lining that a lot of clinicians have seen Mm -hmm. um, when they were forced into um, trying to come up with these emergency plans. They were like, well, you know what? It may have been, you know, unexpected and Maybe it wasn't an ideal start, but I was able to talk to this parent that I would maybe yeah. only see for an annual or if someone called a meeting, you know, it took so much more to right. really involve the entire team. Um, yeah. And, you know, teletherapy, everyone can jump on a call or, you know, hop in at the end of the session and just say, you know, grandpa understood what he said for the first <laughs> time, you know, something like that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it really keeps everyone invested. Yep. That's, that's one of my, we, sometimes at the end of this, we ask, uh, what's the best compliment you've ever received? And I think that's mine is a mom saying, my husband understood our kid at the dinner table. And he asked why, how come I can understand him now? And she's like, Miss Kim. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, I mean, when you think about like a parent or grandparent understanding their own child, like that's, that's huge. And being able to get that feedback from someone that it's, that it's working and them seeing what you're working on. So they know what to do too. And it just makes them a lot better team when you can do that. Yeah, for sure. So reading and literacy, that's one of your big areas. Any other tips uh, in terms of telepractice? And then I know we want to talk about another aspect of reading and literacy that you're doing, but any other tips or or go-to resources that you want to share? Um, I feel like the one that I wish was around, I would say, um, is definitely the way that everyone is using um, platforms that kind of have the built-in, you know, rewards and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, There's some SLP created things that I'm just like, oh, (laughs) I mean, every now and again, I do get my, you know, um, chance to conduct an eval um, here Mm -hmm. and there. Um, But um, that daily therapy, like how there's, you know, boom learning and being able to to do that and ultimate SLP. Um, I've seen it in action with great SLPs um, mm-hmm. using those. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I just saw today, um, I was scrolling on Instagram and it's something that I would have done. That's why I just like stuck out to me. Um, I think her handle is Shelby, the SLP, but um, I shared it because she went to the American um, girl doll website and you can go to mm-hmm. the play feature and mm-hmm. create a doll and there's all these inclusive things you can add a hearing aid um, to Very the doll cool. choose purple hair whatever you would like um, dress the doll and so really being able to do practical things like that um, have them make their selections um, themselves through something creative um, whether that's you know virtually with um, an interactive, you know, website or something like that um, through telepractice um, or even, you know, in person being able to provide them. I love to to do a craft here and there, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's just in a different way, you know. Mm -hmm. 
I definitely like to incorporate the arts um, and them allowing their creativity to shine because sometimes that's the only, you know, 30 minutes they get to just be them. Um, And if we can provide that, then by all means. I like that idea. I have some some difficult to engage little girls right now that I'm going to put that on my list of activities. And just the nature of it, we don't, you know, often um, have the opportunity to do some of those things. So um, if if you have some that are interested, I think it's, it's such a neat feature that's on the website. Um, I had to go check it out for myself. (laughs) I know, me too, me too. I love that though. Just that feeling of like, oh, you young whippersnappers don't know how good you had it. (laughs) Back in my day, we couldn't screen share anything. (laughs) Those kinds of, that feeling of like, oh, the technology just keeps on improving. And, you know, when I think about the things that even years ago that I did, I felt like I was very, you talked about platforms being good, but I think I was too, like, tied into what one platform and I knew only knew how to do teletherapy on that one platform but learning the other things that are available has made me a much better therapist and I so just the idea of like always be watching for those new things that are coming out Yes, always. And you can learn something from just about anyone, you know, of just a a tiny difference in how they do things. Um, I found that I had a lot of high school students. um, And one of the platforms that I share um, often now to just see how how people like it um, is actively learn. And um, it's similar to, you know, ReadWorks, but it incorporates a lot of the background knowledge. So you can like pull the students if they have experience like if it's mm-hmm. about quinceañeras and it asks them like yeah. have they been to one have they heard of it or not at all and then you know where to kind of plug and play um extra information that you would need to know if you've never um, been to one or never heard of it um and so that's been uh kind of like the elevated version of me just being on readworks and trying to supply right. all of that myself you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. And I had a reminder of that this week. I had a really rough session with a student where she just wasn't responding at all. And I ended up having another member of the team come and sit and watch. And this student has like, I just inherited her and she really hasn't responded at all to anything I've done. And with the team member sitting there, she was like, everything you're doing is too hard for her. And Mm -hmm. even though she is in high school, everything you're doing is too hard for her, but she's too proud to say it. And that's why she's not (laughs) responding at all. And just like that connection with other people on the team that I, I was trying, I was like going down, I was going up, I was doing everything that I knew how to adjust what we were doing. But just having that someone who knew her and could say that instead of me just assuming, ah, oh, she's, you know, non-compliant and all of that was a big difference. So I, I like that idea of, you know, being able to know what they know and adjust it accordingly. For sure. I'm, I'm just doing some brainstorming myself. I think, I know. you know, I think we should we should do a show, an episode where we invite a couple other guests. Keelanda, you're sure, certainly welcome to come and do this. And we just talk about problem cases and how you resolve them. Oh, I you used to call that um, stump the chump stump when we the were chumps. in your <laughs> when we were in your class. I remember Todd. <laughs> yeah, way back, way back, way in the back day. when. <laughs> <clears throat> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of our. Oh my goodness, I have about twelve right now. I could. <laughs> <laughs> 
so good to just sometimes have people go, you know what? That is hard. I've mm-hmm. said like 2023, I'm giving myself the allowance to say like something like it's totally not a oh good situation, right. but like mm-hmm. pick yourself up and let's see right. how we'll, we'll carry on. Right. Um, but I, I mean, I 2023 has been my hardest year in teletherapy yet, and we are, what, two weeks in? <laughs> it's, it's only the 11th of January. The 11th of January. I stand by what I said. <laughs> it's been the hardest year. <laughs> so really, that episode would be like a self-help for Kim <laughs> episode, but I like it. <laughs> well, we, we do have our, what, 150th episode coming up, so maybe uh, that's something we could do for them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So... Pilanda, speaking of literacy, you are a children's book author. Ah. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Pilanda Wheeler, children's book author. See? Has a nice ring to it. So talk to us about what you're writing and what uh, I, I have a feeling about what drove you to write these books, but how that all came about. So I always tell people that my inspiration was kind of like threefold. Um, I had been in therapy. You all know I like to read um, with students. And I sat back one day and was like, there's not many books that really reflect the uniqueness and the differences of the population that I support. Um, Mm -hmm. How cool would it be if they can open a book and they may see someone that represents, you know, um, their experiences. Um, But, you know, you put things on the back shelf and um, then I have have a daughter of my own. um, And one day she was just kind of like standing on the bed in this superhero pose. And I was like, what if that's her superpower? Like she shows us this, you know, um, amazing person who just so happens to be um, disabled and and still help us highlight all the amazing things about, you know, the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, in, in high school, finally met uh, and became acquainted with a really, really great friend. Um, but I first just saw her. Um, she was in a play and um, I didn't have the courage to say, you know, hi to her or anything or tell her how great she was in the play or anything. Um, it just so happened we, we wound up at the same high school and became really good friends. Um, and so um, 2020 comes along and my daughter's kindergarten year looks nothing like what I had planned. So my first book is actually what I would have wanted for her, um, which would be to meet an, meet an amazing friend um and have this cool kindergarten experience and so it's kind of like my way to um creatively imagine if uh, my friend Alice and I had met in kindergarten instead of ninth grade how how long we would have been able to have that amazing friendship um and so that's kind of like the three pieces to where it all um comes from and then I decided if I say on the first book that it's a series it'll force me to write more um and so I just took the inspiration um as it came from there uh, to be able to now have three books uh, published. Great. And so go ahead and, and what are the titles and how can people find them? 
So the first book of the series um, is Nia Sky's Friend on Wheels. And um, book number two was one that I felt like, you know, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be right if I didn't give my SLPs something they could um, be able to um, really engage with, with their students. And so that one is Mrs. Kiki's Speech Room. Um, and it walks you through all of the different school-based kind of areas. Um, I mean, as best you can, squeeze it all into a picture mm-hmm. book Um you know, can be a little bit of a challenge, um, but it rhymes and it's just, you know, uh, uh, lighthearted. And really, I hope that it will be encouraging to any students um, and any children who are in therapy themselves or the ones who are just wondering why their friends get to <laughs> leave with the this person and they seem to come back and have had such a good time. They want to know what they're doing, you know. Well, um, <laughs> I have to ask. So in Miss Kiki's speech room, is it in a closet? <laughs> The janitor's closet. Here's the broom. That, I, I was in a janitor's closet that had a drain in the middle of the floor. Oh no! Mm-hmm. I have I have seen some, some mm-hmm. interesting setups, but I have to say I am probably um, one of few SLPs mm-hmm. who had like a really great experience. My CF. Um, I was at a middle school. That was where my my office was. And I had an actual room with a door (laughs) in the closet I didn't have to work out of. I could actually store materials in there. Um, But it so happened it was like a brand new Mm. construction, um, upper elementary and middle combination school. And so uh, in a a smaller district that actually had separated from Baton Rouge. And so um, they had well-funded... materials and space for me to work. So Miss Kiki's speech room is a reflection of that. But um, they also travel out to the playground and um, she does some therapy, um, Mm -hmm. push into the classroom with some AAC modeling. And there's definitely a teletherapy shout out page. um, Doing a little teletherapy after mm-hmm. <laughs> after all of those groups and um and she um is able to show that side of you know all of the different avenues that we work I love that what a great intro to like when you get a new kid on your caseload to mm-hmm. be like this this is who I am this is what I do this is what we do here Definitely. And I wanted them to to be celebrated in that way. Um, That's actually in the dedication that like, you're working so hard, like, we can do all the things and pull out feather boas and puppets (laughs) and all these things, right. But they're the ones that are coming every time to these sessions and working on the things that are kind of challenging. And who wants to just sign up to do things they know that give them a hard time. Right. So (laughs) I wanted to make sure that they knew that it was okay. You don't have to know everything. Um, You know, pencils have erasers for a reason. And if you get a little bit of help, you know, it's all good. (laughs) Exactly. You were giving me like all kinds of answers for our moment of Zen, like the best quote anyone's ever said. (laughs) Pencils have erasers for a reason. I like it. That's good. That's good. Yes. And the third book was released um, in 2022. Um, That one 
is actually my um, first character that's not based on anyone that I know. Um, he's just, you know, a, a character of my imagination, but definitely um, celebrates uh, the Southern Cowboys. Um, Noah James, the Rodeo King, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. has a mission to uh, be a champion in the rodeo. But he finds out that he is a type 1 diabetic. And so he has to, uh, with the support of his family and friends um, and his doctor, um, see if he can still accomplish his goal. That that hit me in the heart. My nephew is a type 1 diabetic. So that's really neat. And my friend is too. So that's a, a really good, like just the how to overcome and make it part of who you are, but still do whatever you want to do with, you know, a disability or an illness like that. And he eats the bull at the end and, you know, he has it, he makes lots of hamburgers (laughs) at the end of his No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a bad joke. Sorry. Well, those are, those are great, great books, great series. Thank you. I appreciate it. And so where can people find those or the, um, which so I, um, so I have a website where you can purchase um, signed copies from me of any of the three books or all of them. You know, if you're feeling um, interested in them, um, and that's my first name, Kilanda Writes com, And um, also, if you want to support your favorite um, independent bookstore, or local bookstore. Um, Amazon, if you like that two-day shipping that I've heard has not been two-daying a little bit. <laughs> um, also, Walmart.com, um, any of the online um, book retailers. And if you so happen to be in the Baton Rouge area, um, Red Stick Reads is a uh, independent bookshop here, and they are... Mm-hmm. Harry, Nia Skies for Gnome Wheels, and Miss Kiki's Speech Room. I still have to get them Noah James, so that's mm-hmm. my fault. <laughs> well, it sounds like a great series, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping you get more sales from the millions of listeners that we have. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, Yolanda, now I think it's time for our uh, moment of Zen that Kim was um hinting about in terms of favorite quotes and things. So we have three different lists of questions. Okay. And so it's uh, list A, B, or C, and you can choose which list you would like. And so we do this to get to know our guests a little bit better. And you can answer any way you want with any of these questions. So which list would you like? Let's go with C. Ooh, C. Okay. Okay. Question number one, Kilanda, where did you grow up and how did that affect who you became? I grew up um, in Baton Rouge and I think it affected um, the strong sense of culture that I have. Um, Also, a sense of hospitality. Um, you can't come here and we we not try to feed you <laughs> um, a home-cooked meal. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think my family is, is really close-knit. We've all kind of stayed, you know, 
close in this area, even if they've went to Texas or Mississippi, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, you could, you could drive to, to family in a day or so. And so right. just that strong sense of culture and, and family and, um, and community um, has, has really shaped me. And, and we love, a, we love a good football game now. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That sounds great. Um, second question is if money wasn't a factor, what would you do with your time? I would be a philanthropist. Nice. And um, so that way I would be able to just donate to the causes that mean so much. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, without considering any, you know, dollar amount, you know, mm-hmm. um, would mean so much. Um, there's so many great organizations that donate books and sometimes I can only do so many, you know. Right. Um, and so just being able to to really give back would be huge for me. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds great. Um, next question, a little different. Um, what was the last thing you searched for on Google? Um, it was the American Girl doll. I just saw that a website now and, and I wanted to Very see good. what the features looked like so that I could share it to everybody. Thanks, Shelby. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> uh, next question is what do people misunderstand most about you? I think people misunderstand that I do brave and outgoing things, but I am usually really shy and could spend the entire, like months in the house. (laughs) Why we're teletherapists, right? (laughs) (laughs) People really like, like perceive that as being outgoing because I I do lots of outgoing things, but Mm -hmm. um, I like overthink and, you know, get anxiety about stuff and I'm really shy and would just quietly scroll on my phone, read books and and crochet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I can, I, I I know what you're saying. I understand. Yep. Yep. What's the phrase for the like introverts unite in our own homes by ourselves? That's, right. <laughs> That's how I feel when you say that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could do that too, but separately. We'll do that separately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, introverts really rule the world. Um, yeah. Let's see. What is a common myth about your job? A myth? Hmm. I guess that we have this magic wand. <laughs> mm. um, sometimes, particularly in my experience, um, I think people get comfortable with speech therapy. Like they'll allow you in a little bit um, and then may feel like, oh, we don't need the other services. Like you, you can mm. help. We're comfortable with, with the idea of speech therapy and, and, um, it requires that education piece that like, hey, like we can do a team effort here and really make an impact. But if I try to do it all by myself and there's all of these, you know, other concerns, um, you know, we'll miss the mark, you know. So I think that's the biggest myth that we just can fix when right. we're really just um, supporting. Yeah, I like that. Doesn't Asha give out those magic wands when you get certified? And then you have to recharge them like every December, uh, January. It's like, what, three or four hundred bucks or something? Someone told me that. It's a card. Can, it's, it's a, a card. Card. Oh, it's a card now. 
It's not a wand anymore. It's just a card. We could only dream. And I addressed that with my uh, with my book um, in the um, summary on the back. It says oh. that magical room because of the magic in you. Ooh, um, that's we nice. Don't ha- we don't have a wand. Mm, you just, <laughs> we can bring out your own magic. We can bring out the magic in you. I like that. Like. See, all these quotes are coming out. See? Okay, next question. Uh, what challenge in life shaped you the most? Ooh, I would say um, in 2019, um, my mom was actually diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and it was on my 30th birthday. I'll go ahead and give all, all the facts. Mm-hmm. It was on my 30th birthday. My daughter had just had surgery mm-hmm. and I went to the visit with my mom and I had to, um, of course, be supportive for her. Um, and so she was experiencing this, you know, this life changing thing and mm-hmm. I couldn't take it away. I couldn't take that off mm-hmm. her plate. Um, And so that was challenging to me. It shaped for me um, what mattered the most. Um, Mm -hmm. It it also proved to me and her how many people actually had our backs um, and how we could all come together, um, you know, relationships wise with family and friends and her, you know, coworkers, all those different things. Um, And also, you know, me and, and my coworkers as well. Um, my colleagues were like my rock, like they're like, mm-hmm. your mom has a visit. Why are you here? <laughs> um, and so it, it really just helped to shape for me what I wanted to be for other people when they were going through something that we need to see everyone as a whole person mm-hmm. with all of the experiences that they have and all of the hats that they wear. Um, and, and really be able to to connect with them on that level um, and um, that, that humanness um, because 30 hit me like this is adulthood for real, <laughs> right? right um, with right. all those things. So, yeah. Well, that's that's beautiful. And, and, and I hope, is your mom okay? Did she? Yes. Good. Yes. Good. She's I'm doing good. okay. Awesome. Awesome. Good. Next question is, when are you most productive? Oh, man, at night. I'm Mm. a night owl, and I will stay up late to finish something before I would lie to myself that I'm going to wake up early. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So about 930, I'm like, oh, this is a great idea. Um, In fact, all of my books, um, at least two out of three were like, I mean, 3 a.m. I'm like emailing the illustrator <laughs> <laughs> well you really and kim you I and know. kim can do some collaboration yep, yep. together see and i'm even like an hour ahead of you so <laughs> i'll be good i'll be up all night <laughs> you 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 call me you email me i'll be there <laughs> i i used to do that until i reached a certain age and then it's like when we were in new orleans kim was out partying i was going to bed <laughs> You know, so anyway, uh, yeah, it used to be that way, but not anymore, unfortunately. Um, what's your favorite comfort food? Oh, I love crawfish etouffee. 
Ooh. I, I had that when talk I talk about stuff that we, we can't had, get I had that where we dinner. live. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's delicious. <laughs> it's so warm and filling. Mm-hmm. And lately, like growing up, I only ate it over rice, right? Mm-hmm. And then lately, like whenever I make it for dinner, um, I started doing like a really creamy mashed potato Ooh. and putting that on the top. Or if if there's leftovers, like the next day for like breakfast slash brunch, put it over mm. some grits. Mm. I'm telling you. That's what there is a place <laughs> in Salt Lake City, Utah, um, called the Bayou, where they have mm. a uh they call it a Cajun burrito and it's got etouffee on it too. It's Ooh. really good. I've so, never thought about nice. that. Very nice. Yeah. Can you get grits in Salt Lake City? There is in Logan where me and Todd we met. Um, there's a place called Mamos that a guy opened up, and he's from Louisiana. He's, okay. He named it. It was the way his daughter said tomatoes was Mamos, so he named it that. Uh, okay, cool. And he he's it's really good. It we can get some grits, shrimp and grits from there. And awesome. Yep. Awesome. Yep. It's far away now. I moved, but. I've got some connections. Okay. <laughs> Keelanda, I grew up in South Carolina, so I, I grew up with grits. Um, yeah. And and Kim at least lived in North Carolina I for adopted, a little while. I adopted this. He's South. an adopted Southerner, <laughs> yes. My my daughter was born in Wilkesboro, North Carolina, so I can yep. adopt this South. Absolutely. <laughs> or Wilkesboro, yep. depending on. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. You got to say it the right way. Yep. Um, So I I think we've already heard a couple of these on this next question, um, but feel free to answer it the way you want. Do you have a life motto? If so, what is it? Be magnanimous, be trustful, be hopeful, be patient. Believe it or not, that was in a fortune cookie that Mm. I had, and I kept it, and then I typed it so that forget that is awesome so say say it one more time be magnanimous be trustful be hopeful be patient so i usually just write b really big and then all the other ones yeah i like it awesome that is awesome that is great that's i've never gotten a fortune fortune cookie like that so i know everyone else can't see us while we're doing this but i always know that i've I guessed or I have hit something good if I hit see Todd start to write it down. <laughs> and there have been lots of write it down movements. I have. I've, I've, I'm taking notes with Keelanda here. I'm learning all kinds of stuff. Uh, that's like, what would you say the one with like a number one compliment? That's mm-hmm. mine right there. <laughs> you had a write it down moment from Todd. Yeah, that's right. that's right. Lots of them. Uh, so last question, Keelanda. If heaven exists, what do you want to hear God say when you enter the pearly gates? As the elders would say, well done. You had faith. You used the gifts that I gave you in a way that impacted people, that fed them, that empowered them, that made them feel um, love, that represented me. Um, And well done. That's awesome. Well, we we think you are doing excellent work and some very things 
things that are being done really well done. <laughs> so we would agree with that. So uh, thank you for joining us and and uh, good luck with everything you're doing. Good luck with the books and and please come back and give us an update when you do your fourth book. <laughs> My daughter keeps asking about that. She's like, I need more to read. <laughs> <laughs> I've read those three like 20 times. Right? <laughs> uh, but do come back and, and good luck with everything. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. This was absolutely a joy. Well, that was Keelanda Wheeler. Thank you, Keelanda, for joining us again on the podcast. Good luck with you and the books that you're writing, the children's books. I encourage everyone who's listening, go out and get your own copies you can use them in your therapy sessions with the children you're working with, if you happen to be working with children, or give them as gifts. They would be great. So check out what Kilanda is doing. Uh, it's really impressive. And it's impressive that you are uh, continuing to be with us uh, listening to this podcast. We really appreciate it. If you don't mind, rate, review, subscribe, follow, or share this podcast in this episode. We need to attract more subscribers. And so that's one way we can do it is your involvement of helping us attract those new people. So uh, share this episode or share the podcast, leave some uh, reviews for us, hopefully five-star reviews. All of that goes a very long way to attract new listeners. So again, we're very appreciative for anything you can do to help. And until next week, when we'll be back with another episode, be safe and be kind. This has been a production of the 3C Digital Media Network. 